the Horizon Roundtable. I am Bob McDonald, and you know what? You can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Bob McDonald. Joining me, of course, is my co-host, Matt Dudek. Hey there, everybody. Matt, of course, you can find on Twitter at Horizon Matt. You can follow us on Twitter at HorizonRT. You can follow us on the web at HorizonRoundtable.com. And be sure to subscribe to us wherever podcasts are found. And Matt, probably the least, uh, I mean, it, it is noteworthy, but, you know, you kind of expected this to happen. The Horizon League tournament is staying in Indianapolis. I was shocked. Sh- I, I I took the day off from work. I was just I didn't I was beside myself. I I didn't know how to process this information. So yeah. No. Yeah. I could barely um, I could barely contain ooh, myself for the fu- yeah. Surprised. No. I'm cool with it. Don't get me wrong. No. But. So so for those of you who you who uh, so obviously Horizon League has been at Farmers Coliseum for the last couple years. I did not realize, though, that this was this year, 22, was like the last year of the agreement. So it was we were kind of asking about, you know, this is kind of up in the air. Are they going to stay in Indianapolis? What are they going to do? Uh, all signs pointed them staying in Indianapolis. There wasn't really it didn't sound like there was any real movement to do anything else besides no that. There, there is zero sense to change anything right now. Absolutely no reason at all. Honestly, it's and, probably going to, I mean, well, I'm sure we'll talk about it. It might even get a little bit better because of some changes within uh, the Farmers Coliseum, but uh, there's no reason to change anything. There's exactly. no reason to change anything. It's it's a pretty central location. It is where the Horizon League is um, yeah. based out of the offices. Like, there's zero reason to change anything. Yes, correct. And clearly the, uh, the Horizon League and the state of Indiana agreed. And so the Horizon League tournament is going to be staying, hosting in Indianapolis at Farmers Coliseum until 2026. Or longer, but for now. 2026 for now. So, so I, I I did get a chance to catch the uh, the press uh, the press conference, or as they labeled it on ESPN Plus, the Horizon League celebration. Yeah, press con- press conference involves the word press or the 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 idea that press is there. So I would be careful calling it press co- conference. So uh, I I like Horizon League celebration almost better somehow. I I kind of do too. Um, I was a little kind of I looked at it a little side. It was actually pretty good. Um, weird that they had the deputy mayor of Indianapolis there and the governor of Indiana, Eric Holcomb. Uh, what, one thing about Eric Holcomb's speech, though, because he's the one actually was the first person to talk. He was the one who announced that the extension was happening. Um, he was talking about like the state of the ba- college basketball in the state of Indiana. I understand that. Um, I don't know if I would have mentioned Butler at the end. Just kind of throwing that out there. You know, for some of the old head Horizon League fans, this kind of still a sore subject. I mean, the reality is he has no idea about any of these Horizon League teams. He's got he can't to say. name no, he's, five he's, Horizon League teams. I I, I understand he, he can name. He can't even name the Horizon. I don't not even sure he can name the Horizon League teams in Indiana. Exactly. So he's gonna. He probably know, still think thinks Apple is, is in is in, in the Horizon League. They probably still should be, but that's a different podcast. <laughs> yeah, it is, and not ours, by the way. I'm sure no. somebody over at the Valley is talking about them. And it's, by the way, funny thing, um, not to get too far afield. Uh, one of the beat writers uh, that covers one of the, uh, that covers the, uh, the Valley actually was surprised. And when they saw UIC, like, you guys are here. 
Like, surprised as we are. Gee, I, well, I'm just as surprised as you are. So, yeah. So, when I looked at the... Again, none of this should be a surprise to any Horizon League fan on the planet. Some of you, I'm sure, are extremely disappointed that it's still in Indianapolis. But I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. That that entire thing was not for us. It wasn't. It was they, not for, it was not for clear. us. It was, it was not for us. So, I mean... I mean, when you start off with the governor of Indiana, who, let's face it, probably doesn't know who's in the Horizon League, let alone what the tournament format's going to be. And I know that's the question that everybody's going to have. What's the tournament format going to be now that there's only 11 teams? And I'm sure that's going to be, obviously, that's going to be something that they, that we talk about a l- moving on uh, a little later on. It may, we'll, we may hear about it at the beginning of the season, right before the conference schedule starts. Who knows? They but have we'll to know. figure that, it out. I, honestly, I think that's my only disappointment coming out of this whole shindig this week, um, is I really thought they could have hit on that. Like, they, they, they have a plan in place. I'm very yeah. confident that. They're of not, course. You know, so... So just tell us what it's going to be. Like let's let let's know going into the season what we're what we're looking at. Like there was yeah. no reason to not give us some tidbit of information out of this out of this celebration. It was yeah. It I mean I I'm cool. I I personally am okay with this the the tournament being in Indianapolis. Um it was great. one of the few times the groundhog comes out of his shadows and actually shows up at these things. Hi everybody. <laughs> You you but, are a real person. No one no one knew. There was probably people there that still don't know you exist, but you did, you know, make an appearance. Yes, I did. I met a, met a, yeah, uh, that was that was great. Um, and fully expect to make the trip next year too. So now that I know it's going to be back in Indianapolis. And I will say, um, just I, I think we've kind of talked about this, but you know, there's yeah. been lots of back and forth from um, Horizon League fans and such yeah. about Indianapolis and all. That. I think it's a great venue. Um, I think Indianapolis is cool. Um, the fact that we still complain about having a neutral site tournament blows my mind because then they'll sit there and go, "Well, we want to jump to the Valley, which has a neutral site tournament in St. Louis." And let's be honest, outside of that big arc, there's nothing in St. Louis. There is nothing. Like you can take your family to Indianapolis and make a, a, a nice little weekend or a, a couple day vacation out of it and find stuff for the kids to do and yeah. still watch some basketball. Indianapolis is actually really nice. There's a good restaurant. I, I have no problems with Indianapolis. So the constant yeah. hate on it from the horizon league is only because our fan, our fan base sucks as, as a conference. Like that's the problem. <laughs> it has nothing to do with the location or the level of basketball or no, our fan base sucks. And it's usually the people that are complaining. It's their schools that are some of the biggest culprits. Like, Hey, how about you? Instead you know, Go to Indianapolis. Take the family. It's a it's a really cool place. And from a basket, from a competitive standpoint, the championship game last year was great. It was great. It was, great. it was great. It was great. It was, it was great watching it live because it came came down. I mean, as it should be, as it should be. It's March Madness. You have you're you're fighting for an auto bid, albeit a playing game. But we'll you know we've kind of gotten over that. Some of us have. But some but, of us go and watch go and watch yeah. high school basketball. It's really bad. Like Absolutely. the Horizon, Horizon League basketball is Division One basketball. You can call it low. You can call it mid. I don't even care. It's competitive. It's good. So yes. stop complaining. Again, let let's stop pretending that we all want to go move up to the valley. You guys are gonna hate the valley. If any of you ever get there, ask UIC fan. I think they only have one. That's why I use fan instead of fans. Um, how they feel about it going forward. Hey, like, Olier, how you doing? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Actually, um, they have, have Olier and UIC John. Miss okay, so. 
Okay, so we're going to give them fans as plural for all two of them. But you know what I mean? Like, UIC going to the Valley is going to just further highlight just what Valpo saw. That Guess what? You still have a neutral site tournament. St. Louis is not a great place to visit. It's actually a really dangerous city, but too. Um, not hating on St. Louis. I've been there multiple times. But I'll, there's nothing to do there. So everybody makes, you know, Arc Madness out to be something. It's because... Well, they've advertised it better, and their fan bases are better. If our fan base didn't suck, this tournament wouldn't suck. I think one of the other things, too, is that maybe it's because Indianapolis doesn't really have – I don't know. When you think about you know the MAC, you always have you know MAC Madness in Cleveland, and then you have you know the Valley, which is uh, obviously Arch Madness, uh, play on that. Um Mac Madness is terrible. I don't know if anyone's ever actually gone to any of the Mac tournament games. There's no fans there because their fans also suck. They're in bad locations like D- Detroit, which, I mean, I didn't love the tournament here in Detroit, but at least the schools are getting paid by Olympia at the time. Fine. But you know what I mean? Like Or Cleveland. Yeah, Cleveland. There's a big ripping tourist place. Like, we all, let's go to Cleveland and see the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Like, what are you going to do in Cleveland? Like, Indianapolis is a pretty we can cool spend place a, You know what, visit. dude? We can spend an entire conversation about this. Now you're hitting it, home, hitting where it hurts, man. Hey, true. <laughs> we can spend an entire podcast about. And by the way, I it's not just me. You're gonna you're gonna like invoke the uh, the Stuart Smalley wing of Cleveland. Way to go! Appreciate that. They're, you know, guys who look in the mirror say, "I'm good enough. I'm smart enough. And darn it, people like me." Yeah, we have way too many people in Cleveland. So let let's. <laughs> it's not a great tourist kinda... place. It's people aren't ripping off for vacations to Cleveland. Okay. Let's just call the spade a spade here. It's I can't really argue that point. They do have better restaurants, though. I got to lie. Well, that's fine. But I, all I'm saying is Indianapolis is actually not a terrible Midwest tourist destination for it a, really a couple isn't. days. I'm not saying you're going to jump on a plane from California and let's take the family to Indy. But if you're already in that area, there's enough cool stuff to do. There's the zoo. There's stuff downtown. The downtown area is great. And I guess what I'm saying is not a bad place to have a tournament. I'm glad it's being continued there. It's too bad that our fan base is too far up their own asses to go and support it. The one thing that I do want to ask about, I mean, again, this is this comes down to it's not even about the format. It's that are the are we going to do what we've been doing the last couple years, which we're only going to have the final two teams, the final four teams for both the men and the women at in Indianapolis? I don't know yet. That is a good question. That is actually a question. We haven't learned anything. When that we had the opportunity that we to learn need something. To, we, yeah, that is the question we should probably ask. And you know who's really happy about the? You know who's got to be really happy about this entire uh, extension now? Julie Rolash. Well, her too, obviously. But the state of Indiana, because yeah. it was re- it was like announced two days prior that the hockey team that's at Farmers Coliseum, the Indy Fuel, is. Shoving off to the suburbs very soon. And actually, uh, that's probably. I'm not really. Uh, I want to say they're going to. Uh, I think they are going to move into a new place in 24, I want to say. So not this year. Okay. Not this year, no. But okay. no, they haven't even built a. They haven't even built a venue yet. But yeah, okay. 24. New, new venue being built. Got it. I knew, yeah. I knew they were on their way out. I didn't know the details around it. Which is funny because I think we've had on many occasions the issue of. The, the issue floor. of the yeah the hockey floor messing with the basketball floor. <laughs> yeah, which is a constant problem. And I mean, a lot of the venues that 
basketball plays in, you know, even LCA, I don't see the slippery floor, but I mean, most of those have hockey also. Chicago's got it. Um, Detroit's yeah. got it. And I know those mm-hmm. off the top of my head, you know, so it is often a problem, but it, that problem seems to be amplified in Farmers Coliseum. I see people slip. I mean, just watching IUPUI games all the time, not all the time, but when I do, um, you know, like it, it's a problem in that, in that venue. Well, it won't be a problem much longer unless they unless they're planning unless Disney on Ice is going to be there like 15 uh 15 times that uh, in 24 25. So, if I had to guess, maybe this is why they haven't determined it yet is I bet you this year we're going to stick to probably four teams in Indy. Um and then probably one- then once the indie fuel is out of there and they can kind of name their dates a little bit easier and their dates and times and not have to manage around them, I bet you we move the entire tournament there, all, all games. Just go. Sure. I mean, that would be, I think that would probably, it seems like that would be the most logical step forward. You know, when you start in 24, you know, 24, 25, which is 24, 25, when there's going to be plenty of open dates, and the Farmers Coliseum is going to need to fill those fill those dates. It's otherwise well, it's an empty arena that they've invested quite a decent chunk of money to make look nice. So hey, let's get absolutely, something in absolutely, and that would probably be that makes the most sense. That makes the most sense, and at least then, and I, I understand the argument behind. Okay, well. Why don't we go back to the way it was with the number one seed hosting the tournament? Really? I mean, I get the argument behind that, but at the same time, logistically, that could be a nightmare. And we've seen it be a nightmare. And also, too, um, let's not forget the fact that if the number one seed loses, at least in Horizon League world historically, the next highest seed gets the gets the host the the remaining remainder of the tournament specifically the finals i think it was one year that butler hosted what i want to say it was butler who ended up who hosted the tournament and then or i don't think it was butler i think it was somebody else but the number one the top seed lost and everybody had to go to the next highest seed which is in green bay on the fly like i said how about we support the league support a pretty good tournament show up stop complaining so much and just watch some basketball but why would we do that but we all that's what we do <laughs> yeah we've always done it this way so why would we ever do something different i don't know i mean call me yeah, I don't, call me crazy i don't think it matters i i mean i'm you know i'm okay with it being an indie i'm probably gonna be an indie next year um i probably won't be the only one I was just, I'm planning to be an indie, whether that's covering for us or just uh, watching basketball. I'm planning to to go this year, if nothing. I think, nothing, yeah. So, 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 yeah, Dan, if you're listening, um, you'd be be prepared for a Horizon Roundtable contingency next year. <laughs> hey, at least we care. At least we're 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 covering. I mean, you the, better believe it. Not to start digging into different topics, but is the Horizon League doing a podcast this year? Because we haven't heard from their normal Reach the Horizons group. So, hey. Excellent question. Yeah, well, we're the only game in town. Yeah, I know, I know. And we're happy to cover. um, Well, no, because remember during preview week last season, and oh, by the way, obviously we're having one this week, this season too. So, uh, week of October, week of October tenth, that's where we're doing it. And Matt, since we're on the subject, remember the media forum last season. We're doing it all again this season. Hey, that sounds like a good time. 
Oh, hell yeah. I am looking forward to that. So, yeah, we're going to have, we've got, right now we've got seven, uh, seven, pro, uh, seven guys who, uh, from around the Horizon League that are confirmed. Unfortunately, no Al Pulaski, because he's probably going to be in the middle of uh, playoff season. Go guards. Um, and, but yeah, it's going to be, it was fun last season. Last year when we did it, it's going to be just as fun this season. I'm looking forward to it, and I am really – I mean, those guys are those guys are on it. They know their teams. I am looking forward to it, and you're looking forward to it. Um, I know there's at least one segment, unfortunately. I know you're not going to be able to get it jump in on, but, um, yeah, you guys don't definitely – you guys definitely don't want to miss that at all. You know my favorite part about it, Bob? Yes. Those guys being media and talking and doing all the things they do, we just kind of introduce a topic and then we shut up finally and we let them yes. talk and it's perfect. I mean, yeah, last year I think we like had I think we asked a question and then they just went for ten minutes and I'm like, this is the best recording ever. <laughs> yeah, none of us were talking. It was great. We just let them do their jobs. They're better at it. By the way, yeah, you got yeah. If you have not listened to the last year's media forum. You have to go listen to it. Find it on, uh, find it wherever your podcasts are found. You got to listen to that. It's, it was a great time. I had fun. We had fun doing it. Look forward to doing it again this season. Absolutely, uh, on a, without a doubt. On a similar topic, I, I want to make sure we bring this up too. Um, I don't remember if it was on your slate for the day, but um, eleven out of eleven. Yes. Hi, Matt Schaefer. You are awesome, dude. <laughs> Hi, Northern uh, Kentucky. Thanks, thanks for joining us. Uh, we're the Horizon League. Uh, we're the Horizon Roundtable covering the Horizon League. Thanks for uh, being a part of this. Uh, we'll be happy to uh, cover your teams uh, through the rest of this season. Um, Larry Wickle, Larry Wickle will be there covering, so you're you're, you're well covered. Um, and then um, I'm sure Kyle Rossi will be jumping in when Cleveland State goes down to uh, what is it Truist Arena? I think it is. Uh, now it's not BB&T anymore. It's Truist Arena. Uh, so. Yeah, I so yeah, that's gonna be yeah. I've been waiting a long time About for that one. Damn time. Thank yes. you. We now finally have the entire league covered correctly. I am well, I mean we have the entire league covered, now we just need two more writers. <laughs> well, so but I, still we have access to everybody. Yes, we do. Yes, this is true. So I'm yeah, I um I've been waiting for this for a while. So yeah, and I'm everybody's been um, waiting for this for a while. It's ridiculous it took this long, but hey, new change of uh, regime. Hey, you know what? Better late than never. And uh, by the way, um, since we're on the subject, uh, and I know we've been we've I know we've been kind of you know wrangling schedules around. Uh, their AD Christina Royball, she's gonna be on this podcast uh, hopefully sometime in October. Well, and Bob, shouldn't we just pretty much make that a Northern Kentucky episode and finally get Darren Horn on with us? Way overdue. You know what? Damn it! I think you're right. I hey, every we, once in a while, I, I get it. Broken clock, twice twice a day. Yeah, we gotta. Yeah, I th- I feel like yeah. Since the, the floodgates are open, we might as well just we might as well just row our way in. Introduce Come ourselves to Darren Horn for the first time in a couple of years. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, not not uh, maybe you, but he's he knows who I am. Poor thing. I know. Cause, yeah, because yeah, he unfortunately he had the he had the uh, <laughs> yeah unfortunately he had to see me during the uh, during the tournament so after he lost which is sad but you know but man yeah but we you know again it's gonna be a jumble at the top so whoever wins wins it's gonna be a, it's gonna be fun I'm yeah. looking forward to it so yeah so so yeah so media forum coming up uh, eleven out of eleven 
I mean, good day for the Horizon Roundtable. Um, to your point, by the way, about the Reach of the Horizon pro- podcast, it's weird because during during preview week last season, we had Justin Kinner on, who obviously is the host of the Reach the Horizon podcast. And I thought, and he, we thought for sure that he was, we were going to have like a whole entire new season. And we only really actually had like maybe three episodes that, that posted like one week in February. It was weird that that happened, but I mean, it is what it is. to fill the void. We've been, yes, we have been, it's weird that we've been filling that void for a while, and I don't know why, how that happened, but you know what? We're here, and we're not love, going love anywhere. No. <laughs> like, Faces can change, but we're, we're stuck here. That's right. The players, the players are, the players may change, but the game remains the same. So, yeah, I say that now, and I'm going to get hit by a bus tomorrow. That's going to be fun. We'll, we'll continue on without you. You're going to have to take over. <laughs> All right. All right. So um, the other part of it, now that we've kind of talked about the, 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 the extension of the tournament in Farmer's Coliseum, we're kind of at a point where just about everybody's schedule is out now. Uh, non-conference schedule is out. I think the only exception is Northern Kentucky. I think they're the only holdovers, but we know a lot of their dates already. One of being, one one being Cincinnati is going to show up at home. Finally, that how long did that take? That took years. A couple years, yeah. At least. So yeah, so Northern Kentucky finally gets to host Cincinnati. Finally, um, but man, I am looking at the schedules and. I got to say, uh, as far as strength as schedule is concerned, uh, once again, Oakland rises to the top. That's kind of what they do. It's, yeah, because, so, yeah, because you got, oh, yeah, man, it's like, you got, you're going to Syracuse, you're going to Boise State, you have the, you know, obviously you have the the annual Michigan State tilt. It's, it's, it's an annual thing now, man. It's at oh, Michigan it has been. State. It has been for 10, it has 15 been, years. Yeah, it's every year. A tradition like no other. And you know and what? Ho- and and hopefully, because it's on December twenty first, hopefully, we finally it's not out of question. Two ugly the ugly sweater contest between Tom Izzo and Greg Campy. It's not out of the question. It is not, and I don't. Yeah, I am. I I think that uh, we got him. Uh, hopefully, those guys make it happen. That. And I'm as you're talking about Oakland's schedule, yeah, I've, I've brought this up a few times when the, this has come up already. Um, I mean, bringing in Bowling Green is a, is a good game, nothing special. Yeah. But two days later is the Oklahoma State return game. Getting Oklahoma yeah. State on the blacktop is huge. That's good oh, scheduling. Yeah. It was a Absolutely. two for two. It was a two for one that they got done. Um, I honestly expected Oklahoma State to buy it out after last year, and they didn't. So you know what? Bring in Oklahoma State. Great. Yeah. And I gotta say that is gonna this is this is gonna be pretty tough for Oakland because Oakland is going to be after Eastern Michigan after the home game against Eastern Michigan, which is looking less and less likely to be that Imani Bates uh, Rocket Watts duel that we thought it was going to be. Oh, what a mess! Oh, but we'll get into that. Uh, we don't need to get into that because Imani Bates is a Mac guy, so. Have fun with that um, Mac, uh, un, uh, to be determined Mac podcast. Uh, but I'm looking at Oakland, and they have the 
they have the MTE in the Bahamas for they after after that they have the MTE in the Bahamas for Thanksgiving weekend, and they don't come back home until the end of December. They're That's on the road fun. the rest of the they're on the oh they're on the road the, almost the rest of the time. They're, they're at Cleveland State. They're at Purdue Fort Wayne for the first two for the first weekend of the Horizon League slate. Then they go to Syracuse and they go all the way to Boise State and then they go all the way to Michigan State uh, and then they come back home. Yeah, that is yeah. a long time to not. That's a, a month is a long time to be away from home. But that's again, oddly enough, that's normal for for Oakland teams. Like, it's kind of what what ends up happening. But but in doing so, they are able to play good good games, play and figure things out early. You know. Yeah, and again, that reinforces that strength of schedule that they're going to have, and especially when you have a team that Oakland has that again. When you look at those top five teams, you're going to be looking at those teams. How are they going to fare in the non-conference? How are they going to, are, you know, how are they going to be challenged before they get to the conference schedule? And there's a lot of challenges in there for Oakland. A lot of yeah. opportunities for them too, especially with the with the with the crew that they have. Well, and that crew is still. I mean, we'll see. Uh, to you be know, determined. Pra- well, because practices are supposed to start, what, beginning of October for all teams in the country, right? Um, yeah. So the, I think the hope was that Jalen Moore will only miss one actual practice or, or a few actual practices, but should be up and running pretty quick into October here. So, we'll, but we'll see. I mean, um, looking at, you know, all the teams sent their contingencies to Indianapolis for the brouhaha. And uh, Jalen Moore in, in picture still has that cast on. Like, okay. I mean, that's not unusual because that's what we've been told, but hopefully everything's progressing as expected. You know, they're going to come and go as Jalen Moore comes and goes this year. Not to belabor the whole Indianapolis thing, but I really miss Media Day. We haven't done it. They haven't done an actual Media Day in years. I understand why, because the beat writers in the Horizon League are pretty much dwindled to nobody anymore. Like, I think we're basically limited to Joel Wetzel, Tony Paul, and Scott Venshi up in uh, Green Bay. I mean, I mean, maybe somebody from Purdue, Fort Wayne, Cleveland doesn't have anybody. <laughs> um, break out Tom Archdeacon from uh, from the Dayton Daily News. Um, I don't even know who Northern Kentucky's got. <laughs> well, I'm hoping some of these schools do their local media days and actually make sure that we get that memo. We we got we got feet on the ground to cover these things. We do, but yeah, I miss those things. I I missed uh, yeah. I know those, and we haven't had one since then. I think the last time we had one was twenty was was absolutely pre Horizon Roundtable. That's for sure. Yeah, I've never been a part of one, so that that's how long ago this has been. That was like twenty fifteen, I think. That was right before our pilot episode. So yeah, I miss that. I miss having that. I miss you know having the opportunity to you know. I mean, we weren't gonna you know, yes. Media was invited to the celebration, but by and large, it was basically them recording videos and, yeah, the it was content day. It was content, not, day. Me, not media day. I like yeah. that term. So that's, I mean, we, you know, if you guys want to make it a thing, if you want to make it a thing next year, we'll be more than happy to live stream the whole damn thing. I'm good with that. Totally okay with that. Saw Harry Schroeder over at the Valley Insider. He did that for the NBC. I'm down to do that. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'd love to do that. So invitations open is what I'm saying. Always. <laughs> All right. 
All right, I'm off my soapbox, but yeah, man, I'm looking at I'm looking at the rest of the schedules, and spe- I'm a little concerned specifically for kind of the top teams. Did I tell you it, the, my favorite part of the schedules, the, the non-conference schedules? Yeah. I, re- I think it was in the past week. I I got a new favorite part of the schedule. What's that? Uh, Wright State going to Vegas for the Vegas Four because I have been such yes. a big fan of the Vegas Sixteen. I mean, eight now Vegas Four, and their Twitter account is by far one of my favorite things about Twitter at this point, because whoever is still running it all these years later for no real reason is top notch. And yes. uh, so, yeah, right state going out for the Vegas four is fantastic. And as someone who goes to Vegas often, I'm a little jealous that I didn't know in advance to kind of line that up. I know you were actually in Vegas at the time. That would have been great. I was, I was, uh, I, yeah, I should have so been there Vegas, for the announcement. Yeah. At Vegas 16, Vegas 16 is spelled out. Uh, for those of you who do recall, I, cause it was like what? 26, 16 that yes 2016 that Oakland went out to went out to Vegas um during the postseason this was back when there was a couple of third tier tournaments there was besides the NCAA tournament obviously and the NIT there was the the CBI uh, the CBI, which is still exists, um, no, was not uh, was not sponsored by Roman at that point in time. Uh, <laughs> every time still gets me. Um, the the CIT, the College Insider Tournament, or the Basketball Classic, whatever jumbled mess that thing is now, was there. And then there was what uh, there was the Vegas 16. There were supposed to be 16 teams that were going to play in Vegas, and if. I, for whatever reason, 16 teams didn't sign up, and they only ended up with eight. So it ended up becoming the Vegas Ocho. And the, on the fly, though, that was on the, thing. the fly, on the fly. So the whole time, since that point in time, during during that whole thing, and since that point in time, the Vegas 16 Twitter account has been active. Has been active. Uh, presumably, that you know, they're run by somebody who's uh, part of the. Um, the promotional group that was putting this together. So the Vegas Ocho is back is in a new form. The Vegas Quattro. Four, Vegas Quattro. It's a four team MTE. And of course, of course, a horizon league team has to be involved in this. And this year it's right state. Happy about it. Like I said, in the future, that's, that's a game I will be at often. Yeah. So they're, they're actually, I think they're playing three teams. Yeah. They're actually playing three teams. They're playing Abilene Christian, UC Riverside and Weber state. Um, so, so uh, Vegas 16, if you guys, uh, Vegas Quattro uh, folks, if you're listening, a horizon league team absolutely needs to be there every year. Just, we we're just asking you to do that. We really want to see that. Absolutely. I know, I know Greg was a little, um, a little sad that he didn't have the uh, the ability to jump on it this year. So do not be surprised if Oakland is out there in the future. Okay. Uh, so o- I'm sorry, Oakland. Yeah, but Oakland, Oakland was already signed on to the Bahamas. Yeah, but you're going to the Bahamas, man. I don't oh know. yeah. But I, I think mean, Greg really likes Vegas a lot. I'm not. Yeah, it sounds like it. It sounds like it. So yeah, that was kind of the tid. That was a nice tid. So. So that was nice. So that was, as far as destination MTEs are concerned, yeah. And by the way, Green Bay is actually going out to Jamaica, Montego Bay, too. Um, they're One actually going to places. Yeah, I know. And they're actually going to play Queens, which is Bart Lundy's old school, and then either Morgan State or Utah Valley State. 
So, and then of course a bunch of, and then of course a bunch of MTs in Florida. And then for some reason, Cleveland State has one in. So I guess it's like kind of a joint thing between Cleveland State and Kent State, I guess, because it, even though the when the Cleveland State and Kent State play each other, they're not actually a part of this MTE. I think it's the Lake Erie Classic. They keep calling it. And really selling us on this uh, Cleveland destination problem again, huh? Yeah, bring that full, and, bring that full circle. Yeah, and they're uh, yes, and the the teams that they're hosting are Arkansas Pie Bluff and Chicago State. Chicago State, by the way, I know they're not a part of our conference. I know we keep trying to speak that to existence just for shits and giggles, but um, <laughs> they got a, they they have a full schedule this year. I'm kind of impressed. Yeah, they they put in some work, and you know what? They're making whatever that is over there work. Yeah, including a home game against. And I'm assuming this is kind of the back end of the home and home between Chicago State and IUPUI. But. Yeah, I, I, I got to talk about this because I'm seeing, uh, you know, we uh, the big bugaboo uh, as has been every year, it's been every year is the spate of non D1 D1 teams that Horizon League teams are playing. I mean, yeah. All right, but here's the thing, and I, I know we've talked about this. You, yeah. you can't have have it both ways. We we don't want to be on the road all the time. Okay, well here's the thing: even the Mac schools aren't just coming into your gym for free. Like, so you're either going to pay some money to have people in your gym or you're going to go on the road and make a little money, which your department probably needs, or you're going to host non div one teams and pay just a little bit of money and, you know, buy them pizza and maybe, maybe a hotel for the night to have them in your gym to play some games. Like you can't expect Michigan state to walk in your gym. It, it's just not happening. That, that's not how this world works. Well, one of the things that I saw too, is that you have, yeah, I had to, I had to double check this. So IUPUI is playing two non-D1 schools, and Milwaukee is playing three. Now, I have another take on this, because given the seasons that both IUPUI and Milwaukee had last season, Get some wins. I'd, want to, I'd want to schedule some teams that make me feel better about myself. Give your, che- your team a chance to win, to figure out what it's like to win, because let's be real, we all know if you've ever played anything, you have to know how to win. Not only how to act, but how to close out a game. Those, those are important. You don't want to be learning that in, in conference. Yeah, that is true. And then, I mean, I'm see, and I'm actually, it's funny also too, because Robert Morris sandwiched two D, uh, non-D1 teams into between Ohio State to begin the season and then Dayton, who, by the way, is still ducking right state. Stop doing that. Lame. Lame. Play right state already. Come on, this is ridiculous. You know, we're gonna see. I mean, I mean, we're not even like. Gonna, I mean, yeah, that's. I don't get that one. I don't get that one at all. But yeah, that's. But yeah, it's it's not like a bunch of. And the other thing too, and I should point this out, is that there are, like for example, Cleveland State. They actually are playing a non D one on the twenty first of December, uh, Mount Saint Joseph. If they didn't schedule that game. There would probably be about 11 days in between the Loyola Marymount game where they're going to California and then the start the restart of the conference season. So I think that's the other part of it, too, is that you don't want giant gaps in the schedule. No, and you still have to schedule around like exams and, you know, try to get the kids, get the kids home somewhere on the holidays. You know, it's it's a balancing act. 
Yeah, absolutely. And you're going to have that. You're absolutely going to have that. And and again, it's going to be Yeah, because I mean, I'm looking at yeah, Green Bay has that issue cuz they're playing they're going to Oregon State. And by the way, Green yeah, by the way, Green Bay has a ton of game a ton of bye games. Going to going to Georgetown, going to Wisconsin Madison, going to Stanford, going to Oregon State. I know somebody is not happy that they're going to all these bye games, but Get the bag, man. Well, especially, I mean, yeah, you you gotta you gotta get your money somewhere. And we've talked again things we've talked about in the past. You know, like at some point, your 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 basketball team is probably propping up your volleyball team or something financially. Okay, well, yeah. guess what? To do that, you gotta go gotta go and get get the money. Yeah. And by the way, Cincinnati is playing a. I think is Cincinnati competing in the Horizon League. They scheduled three uh, three uh, Horizon League teams in non. I put them in the top three. I put them in the top three. Yeah, yeah. Cincinnati is playing Cleveland State, playing Detroit Mercy, and then going to Northern Kentucky. And I think I'm. Yeah, that's all three of them. <laughs> but yeah, that's that is that's. I'm looking for. I, I don't know if I'm looking forward to that because I know Cleveland State is going to be. That's like the first game they're playing, and that's like one of the first games they're playing, and that's going to be. Oh, I know they're how rebuilding. Fort, how does it's going to be Wayne... frustrating? How does Fort Wayne have two MTEs? How did how did this how does this Just, work? I don't know. That's a good question. Um, yeah, because they have the one. They're in uh, Cancun. They're in Cancun. Yes. With Northwestern, yes. Eastern, and Southern Mr. Winthrop. Yes, that's exactly. But then they're also part of this Indiana Classic, which has Southern Indiana, Texas A&M, Commerce. Yeah, I'm not really sure about that one. That yeah. Is, now wait, yeah. So that doesn't. Hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure how that happened. I'm just looking through different schedules, seeing how people are handling that break. But you know what? Yeah, well, I guess that's right. Because they're at Missouri State, and then they've got nine days. But I bet you that's about where exams fall, which is perfect. Yeah. Come More up from Missouri. Yeah, they, yeah. Indiana. The, Great. Yeah, exactly. And, again, you got two teams, Southern Indiana and Texas A&M Carmos, are still in the transitional period from non-D1 to D1. So, yeah, might as well. Might as well fill out the schedule. I'm a big um, PFW fan. I don't. I don't know if you you've heard that rumor, but uh, I, I, PFW. The, the the thought had the yes. I I have heard many things about this. Uh, I will say, uh, Michigan's going to be a tough one for them to start the season out. To start the season, especially. Yeah, because that's going to be a yeah. That's gonna out be, of the gates. Oh, that's going to be. That's going to be rough. Although, again, with that group. With that group of guys who've been there forever, I don't know. I mean, I give them a puncher's chance, that's for sure. I don't know if that's worth anything, but I think that's I give them a puncher's chance. Northwestern, on the other hand, um, I like their chances a little more against Northwestern. Yeah. Unless, yeah. I do. I, 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 I like their chances against for, Eastern for Michigan. Monty Bates won't be able to leave the country. Yeah, that's true. Um, oh, that is true. I mean, that theoretically could be true. It won't be true. I'm very confident that I just wanted to take the shot, but no, I don't think that'll be. <laughs> but yeah, that's so. Yeah. Well, no, they're actually playing at Northwestern. They're playing in Evanston for the Northwestern game. Yeah. They're they go, playing, go yeah they're, then they go to, then they go to Cancun. Uh, they're not playing them in Cancun. I can't wait to see what, Oh man, I hope they're, I hope their broadcast in Cancun is way better than the last time I saw it. It just basically is like somebody put that on YouTube live and just didn't have any like audio. Are we going to need to just get like a 
Horizon Roundtable Flow subscription for the next couple months. God, I hate Flow. Ew, absolutely not. I'm not. What if we just collective? What if we collectively just had one between all of us to have to when we have to deal with a Horizon League game on Flow? You know what? I'm no. I I vote we rip off Nick Lawrenson's. God, I hate flow sports. Everybody hates flow sports. I mean, they're and it's and from what I understand, because I've never actually, I've never had the, I've never had the, the misfortune, misfortune. Yes, thank you of having to listen to a flow sports broadcast or witness a flow sports broadcast. From what I understand, for the money that you have to pay for that, it's not great. That's just like, it. Yeah, it's it's expensive and not a great broadcast. So it's like, what? Are, I mean, are are the are our conferences getting a better cut with Flow than they are ESPN Plus? I mean, what are they doing here? I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, yeah, we gotta like game plan which ones are. I'm trying to figure out. Yeah, we gotta figure out which teams are. Which MTEs and which games are gonna be on Flow, so I can just plan accordingly. I guess. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out which ones those are. Um, any CAA, any any CAA team, we're pretty much stuck with them. I don't know about anybody else, so we'll find out soon enough, I guess. Yeah. And I'll I'll, I'll wish I had died as a child. Wow. Moving along, I'm looking at a Youngstown State schedule. It's nothing nothing to write home about, which is a little disappointing for the expectations a lot of us has for their team. Well, I mean, between, I mean, realistically, between, and I'm having the same conversation with right about Wright State too, because it seems like they're, I mean, yes, they got Davidson to come to the Nutter Center. Talk about talk about going over the top on uh, going off the top rope on Dayton. You want to schedule us? Fine, we'll bring in the team that actually won the A10 last season. Right. And they'll say yes, and they did. So that's great. Um, but yeah, the, the right state is the, the Youngstown state isn't, I mean, they play, they go to Notre Dame. I mean, other than that, not really, you know, again, I think this is, it's a, it's a schedule that's set up at least for me, for them to get a lot of wins. These are winnable games for them. Um, outside, yeah, Oakland outside of Michigan and Northwestern, I'm getting a bunch of, I think a bunch of winnable games, personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, we don't even know what's going on with Northern Kentucky yet. Yeah, Northern Kentucky is hosting Cincinnati. They're going out to Washington State, by the way. Washington State also, I think they're they're competing for a spot in the Horizon League because they play Detroit Mercy, too. Bring them in. Bring them in. Um, but, yeah, I mean, as far as strength of schedule is concerned, I can't be I can't help but be a little disappointed in this a little um, you uh, you set it up for teams that should uh, games that should be winnable games and then if you lose those winnable games and we're sitting here wondering oh what was the point of that what are we doing here <laughs> and that's yeah, problematic that is problematic so yeah so um as we always say, you gotta win games. So end of the day, are, it all comes down to win your freaking games. <laughs> exactly. So if you are so if you're scheduling if you're scheduling teams that that look winnable 
and you're not winning those games, and then we're wondering why the Horizon the Horizon League champion is a is a you know is a play-in game. Point to the schedule. Well, you were two and seven in the non-conference before the conference schedule started. You 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 had questionably you had questionable games and you lost them. You had games you should have won and you lost them. So yeah, so I know we we have lofty we always have lofty expectations of the Horizon League. Looking at the schedule on paper, yes, the the there should be. There should be multiple teams. There should be multiple Horizon League teams that are finishing above 500 in the non-conference, and that's a low bar to clear, guys. That's a low bar to clear. Clear it this year. Win games. Clear it. Don't Win be games. just Oakland, who is the only. Because I'm pretty sure, yeah. Because I'm pretty sure the only. Yeah, I think last season I think Cleveland State was a was a 500 team in non-conference. Um. Oakland obviously had the winning uh, was uh, was winning, and then you had I think uh, Purdue Fort Wayne I think was above 500, and I think everybody else was not. And so yeah, you guys be above 500. That's the low bar to clear, and that's the minimum out of these schedules. Just the minimum expectations is be above 500. That's the minimum expectation. That's not hard. Games. Is it? Is it that hard? I don't know. I don't play. I just sit here and talk. Yeah, so do I. But I mean, it just it it blows. Yeah, I, I just don't want to be sitting there thinking, well, how did they lose that game? I don't understand that. I mean, that entire MTE for Green Bay last season, Green Bay had an opportunity to win all three of those games. They didn't win any of them. That blew me away that they didn't. I think if they'd have won those games, they'd have had a much different season. Honestly. Mm. Maybe. I don't know. Mm. <laughs> Maybe. I'm being optimistic, damn it. Okay. <laughs> All right. So that's it. Yeah, so so that's my that's my takeaway here, Brett. Um that's my that's my uh that's my last thought on this. Low bar, be above five hundred in the non Win games. That easy. Low bar, clear it. Do it. Don't stumble. All right. So that's gonna do it for us. <laughs> Sounds good to me. All right. All right. So um, HorizonRoundtable.com, our content and our, our past episodes are there. Uh, you can pull us up, of course, on your uh, Google or Amazon devices. And, of course, you can find us wherever podcasts are found. So tune in next time. And until then, thank you all for listening.